A lot of times after a major championship, you get a bit of a snoozer in the PGA. I don't know that that's the case this week. It's the 2018 AT&T Byron Nelson at Trinity Forest Golf Club. Mike, does it seem a little bit more appealing than your typical post-major tournament? It's going to be fun to watch, at least. Uh, there's a couple good storylines, uh, most notably with Jordan Spieth. You know, this is his home event. Um, but it's real, as far as data goes, we don't have any because this is the first time that they've played at this course. Uh, the Byron Nelson tournament is moving to this course here. Uh, Jordan Spieth is a member. It's a brand new course, really. It was built in 2016. Uh, he's the clear favorite being from North Texas here. Um, and then the real, the only other real interesting storyline here that I will be paying attention to and that I think everyone should focus on for DFS and betting on the tournament is Adam Scott. So Adam Scott basically needs a top 10 finish at this event to qualify for the U.S. Open. If he doesn't get that, he doesn't qualify for the U.S. Open, and that would not be a good thing. So he is highly motivated to play well at this event. And looking at the names in the event, it's not a very strong field. So I do think that we're going to give an extra bump to Adam Scott this week. So you've basically ruined my first two questions of every single PGA Tour podcast. What are we looking for at Trinity Forest Golf Club and who has the best course history here? So let's jump straight to the favorites. And you will notice that, as Mike said, Jordan Spieth, not just the favorite, not just one of the favorites. He is an enormous favorite. Five to one odds on Jordan Spieth at 11,900. Matt Kuchar is 12 to one. He's 10-7 in this tournament. Sergio, 14 to one at 10-1. Hideki Matsuyama, 18 to one. He's 9,900. And then we've got three golfers that are at 20 to one. Billy Horschel, Brendan Grace, and Jimmy Walker, and they're all between 9,400 and 9,700. So I guess the first question with, is Spieth really that big of a favorite? That's, that's huge. Five to one? Uh, it's a huge favorite, and it's really just a product of the lack of the real name value in, in this tournament. Like, you, you don't see Jason Day, you don't see Dustin Johnson, Roy McElroy, Justin Thomas. You know, all the names are missing from this tournament. I uh, combine that with the fact that this is Jordan Spieth's hometown event. And he is the member at this course that nobody else has really even played on ever because it's so brand new. Uh, and, and that's why you see that number and, and that price tag really on DraftKings. Uh, I, I think it's little difficult to end up paying up for him this week. You know, you know, he's going to be very popular just because of this event there. But it's one where he's always been distracted at the Byron Nelson. He hasn't played well at it historically here. So I am most likely going to be fading Jordan Spieth this week uh, just to avoid that price tag and the projected ownership. So who is your favorite amongst those? I, I know Adam Scott at 9,200, who's just outside of this list. I assume you're planning on having Scott in your lineup. Are you going to try to play one of these other favorites with him? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to get Adam Scott and one of the favorites. And the favorite that makes the most sense to me is Hideki Matsuyama at 9,900. He is underpriced and he should be able to take advantage of what I talked about with, you know, some of the big names lacking here. Um, you know, look, Spieth is the overwhelming favorite, but if you've bet on golf, played DFS golf, watch golf, you know that that really doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot when it comes to actually going out there and playing for four rounds. Uh, so I, I will be fading Spieth, and I think it makes a lot of sense to play Matsuyama and save that $2,000 on DraftKings. So it seems like if you're going with Matsuyama and Adam Scott, you're going with a little bit of a stars and scrubs approach. You're with the lower name value 
in this tournament. Does that mean there are some plays under 7,500 that you think have a chance of making the cut and being good plays? Um, yeah, there's really only one that's below 7,500 that I've got my eye on, and that's going to be Kevin Na. Um, again, not a guy that we would normally ever really even be remotely interested in. But you mentioned it, just the, the lack of top-tier names here. He's made 9 of 12 cuts this year, and he does project pretty well, you know, you know, we don't have a lot of data as far as what to expect here, but just looking at the course, um, it, it's not necessarily one where you need to be long off the tee. It's a little more of a technical course. Uh, you need to be able to still score well on par four scoring. Uh, and, and Kevin Naw is the guy at 7,200 that really stands out for me as someone that should be able to be there for all four rounds, make the cut, and provide enough value to allow us to pay for Matsuyama and Scott. And, you know, I think, I think you're exactly right, because usually I look at him and I say, Kevin Naw. Kevin, nah, absolutely. And, uh, un- you know, I hope we're not saying that, you know, at some point on Thursday or Friday this week, cause I, we really need him to make the cut here. So let's talk about mid-range plays, guys between 75 and 8,500. Who do you like in that range? So there's a couple guys that are going to stand out. Um, one that I would never really consider unless he's playing in the state of Texas, and that's Ryan Palmer. Um, Texas guy that is always seems to play above his mean in Texas. Uh, so he's someone at 7,800 we can consider. Uh, J.B. Holmes, another guy that has the ability at 8,300 to score well on par four and some of these par fives on this course. Uh, once again, going to take advantage of the weaker field. He's someone that's kind of a fringe player that would usually just make the cut, sneak in there, maybe a top 50. This week, he's someone that should make the cut and could challenge for a top 20 in this event. So I do like J.B. Holmes at 8,300. Ooh, we're going to have to get another cheap golfer in there, Mike. If we start off with Adam Scott, Matsuyama, Kevin Na, Ryan Palmer, and J.B. Holmes, we have 7,600 for our final golfer. We've got James Hahn. We've got Merritt. We've got Lovelady. Who's your favorite golfer at 76, 75, 7,400? I think at this point it's going to be Bill Haas, um, another guy that's Usually consistent, um, you know, same story with Kevin Na, you know, not a guy, you know, there's a couple events a year that he really profiles well for. Uh, we saw him, he finished T7 at the RBC Heritage. Um, you know, he's cut at players, cut at Wells Fargo. Uh, but Valero, Texas, he made the cut there. He made the cut in Houston. Um, he's just a guy that he's played well, you know, in some of these Texas events. So he's someone that I think at 7,500 that not a lot of people are going to look to. But I do think that he's someone that should be around and should be making the cut in this event. So go get a top 10 Adam Scott. Go get a victory Matsuyama. And then we're just hoping to make the cut with Kevin Na, Ryan Palmer, J.B. Holmes, and Bill Haas. That will do it for the Byron Nelson Classic. We'll be back next week with more PGA DFS. 